My name's Rad, and I want to tell you about. And I want to tell you about. I want to tell you about. Go, 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 bots, Transformers. Hey folks, and welcome back to GoBots Tuesdays, the fan holes spinoff show where we talk about GoBots uh, every time, right? Right, guys? Like, we've had this you going on. You fools worship GoBots. I know, right? And, and Rocklords. Rocklords is my favorite. GoBots is the most popular uh, transforming robot franchise in the world right now, I'd say. Remember and, when I made you guys read that Looker storybook with the rock gnarlies? You guys hated that. Uh-huh. Exactly. And Michael Bay has made five GoBots movies now. And they've yeah, all been with Psycho looks like he has a big vagina face. <laughs> I I like the scooter spin off film. That was really good. Yeah, that one was actually pretty good, yeah. It it got back to the generation one GoBot designs that I love. <laughs> the the, the Hanna Barbera designs. Yeah. yeah. Scooter didn't talk th- through the radio. He had his classic Frank Welker. <laughs> Just like everyone demanded. The name is Scooter, but you can call me. <laughs> Didn't have Hugo Weaving voicing Scooter anymore. So anyway, yes, tonight we're going to be talking about um the IDW uh, five-issue miniseries uh, entitled GoBots, uh, Written and drawn by Tom uh, Scioli, uh, an artist slash writer that me and Derek have talked about quite often in the in the past. Uh, you know, we did the Transformers versus GI Joe series, and uh, you know, I, I I should note that I think we we we've been mispronouncing his last name for like this entire time, haven't we, Derek? It's like Scioli. Yeah, is it yeah, Scioli? Yeah, we Shioli. kept saying Scioli, yeah, yeah, but but yeah. So, but from now on, we'll we'll say it the right way. But, uh, yeah, so they, you know, they gave him free reign to do a GoBot series, and he brought his usual, like, wacky, Kirby-esque, like, stylings to it. And, uh, yeah, we're we're gonna talk about it. And, uh, I'm just gonna read the, the like, the TF Wiki has, like, a sort of, like, just a loose, uh, like, pa- couple of paragraphs about how this, sh- this series connects to Transformers, but I'm just going to read, like, the first, like, couple sentences just as a, like, sort of summary of the, or, like, basic, you know, overview of the series. Um, having previously inter- reinterpreted Transformers in the pages of Transformers vs. G.I. Joe, she only brought his pen to the franchise's one-time rival, GoBots. Shioli's series recasts the alien cyborgs as mechanical servants created by humans on Earth. Servants that ended up rising up against their masters and creating a new world, Gobatron. So yeah, this is, you know, this is kind of a ground-up reimagining of Gobots, like, you know, the the classic cartoon and, you know, the classic mythology, like, uh, through, through Shioli's, like, usual lens of, you know, I think, 
playing with it in a sandbox as a kid or whatever, like trying to use his imagination to like come up with ways like, you know, you would come up with while you were playing with the toys as a child. So I like, first of all, like, let me, let me ask you, well, first of all, let me, uh, who's on the show with me? Hey, what's up? This is Derek, Derek WC, ride or be ridden. Yeah. And this is Justin. Thank you. Well, let me let me start off by asking you, Justin. Like me and Derek have already kind of professed like an appreciation for like Shioli's style and uh, like you know his his method of doing things. But what what do you think of his like you know his art and his style like in general? I think the first time I saw it, I found it a bit off putting. But the more I actually sat down and read the comics he was creating, I came to appreciate it. You know, I've I've not read all of the comics that you and Derek have discussed on the various uh, shows, but I've listened to all those episodes, and I'm like, wow, this this stuff sounds crazy. So when I sat down and read this, like, I think I read the first issue when it came out because, you know, you, Derek, Tony, and I were kind of discussing it. Um, I was like, man, this was pretty pretty wacky and out there but i like i liked the art in this i found that to be like one of the big positives you know it's weird like gobots is one of those things from my childhood that i just never revisited like i i had many gobots when i was a kid but i and i remember watching the show but i just i have very vague memories of the television series and you know when you guys sat down and watched the Challenge of the Gobots movie, for whatever reason, I just didn't sit down and watch it. I don't know why. So I've never revisited Gobots. I I really enjoyed this series, and I know that probably is going to surprise you, Mike, because you're, earlier off air you were like, I can't wait to hear how you hated this. I was like, I actually thought this was really interesting. The ending is Crazy Town Banana Pants. Other than that, like I thought this was really good. I think... How do I put... I think if I had deeper understanding of Gobot's lore and if I had revisited the series, like I might better appreciate it. You know, like I I'm pretty knowledgeable about Transformers, you know, not to the extent that Mike and Tony are, but like I know some Transformers lore, some obscure stuff. And I think if I was on that same level with Gobots, I might appreciate the easter eggs in this a little bit more but that being said you know yes like i thought this was really good and very creative and i do really like shielly's artwork despite being maybe a little turned off you know upon first seeing it years ago yeah like i mean like me me and derek have talked about it before and we don't we don't think it's you know as some people might say like baby shit or you know just i mean i (laughs) I get it. Just, it's it's an acquired taste, so I understand. Yeah, like I mean, I can you know, it's it's a little simplistic in places, and it's trying to recapture a style that's probably been lost now. But like I, you know, I I I get where he's coming from, basically, and yeah, yeah. I'm glad you do too. So, but uh, so yeah, like Derek, what is what what what's your like general thoughts on this series like you know as a whole like but without you know getting into like specifics like right off i i enjoyed the series uh, again you know we've professed an appreciation for his style in the past and i i think that continues here i i think also 
if you're someone who reads modern comics and is either aghast or or just disappointed that you can breeze through a comic in like two or three minutes because they're written for the trade and how quickly the read goes by. I would say not only is this a throwback to, you know, a, a stylistic approach like Jack Kirby had, but I, I think it's also a throwback to uh, an approach that the, the way comics used to be written, because there are, I, I would say there's more panels in a, in a Shioli comic than there are even in, you know, like comics from the eighties, you know, like people, uh, you know, you talk about the, the famous, you know, nine panel Watchmen grid that goes on to be used at infinitum by Keith Giffen. And at that point, nine panels was just like so many panels. Right. But I mean, you get to the point in this where, you know, you've got, you know, I don't know, like 20 panels on a page or, you know, so, you know, so, and, and you might think I'm exaggerating, but I, I don't think I am, you know, I'm not going to sit here and count them, but I mean, I, I think there, there's, there's a lot of story to unpack in this. I think without getting into the nitty gritty of it, like, you know, just keeping it kind of like, you know, 10,000 foot level thoughts, you know, I, I appreciate the influences that were used on GoBots in this, and I think they they embellish the franchise in a way that makes it unique from Transformers, and 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 I also like the fact that he you know he obviously Shioli does a lot of research before he takes on any of these properties, and he he does incorporate you know all the toys that he can in the toy chest. So for me, I think it's fun because. I would say, you know, just going into sort of what Justin ventured, I was probably a pretty big fan of GoBots just as much as I was Transformers. I, I watched the show a lot. You know, we, we've obviously covered the Rock Lords movie, you know, on, on Fanholes, so, so that was one opportunity for me to revisit the franchise. I think, for me, I, I, I bought those made-on-demand, you know, GoBot season sets and everything from the Warner Brothers archive and stuff like that, like the, the Hanna-Barbera cartoons. So I've seen some of those, you know, I guess after I would watch them, you know, as a kid on weekday afternoons and everything. I think the other thing that's interesting about this is, you know, I guess technically this is the very first GoBots comic book there is, even though it's kind of a, a a different take and a reimagining on the the franchise from the '80s, and and I, I you know I I say technically because I mean I, I guess you know you you had little comic strips in you know you know when they used to have those those you know He-Man magazines or you know Superman and Batman you know magazines and things like that there there would be like little comic strips but it was a magazine so you'd have you know crossword puzzles and all that kind of stuff so i mean there there were little gobot comic strips in those you know there there were there were things like that where you, you know i i think i remember i don't know if they were like big looker i think it was like kid stuff that you know it was those same you know little square storybooks and i remember i had a lot of kid stuff GoBots things, and mostly, you know, kind of like the 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 Wheelie Wild Boy of Quinnison. You know, a lot of those were kind of mini retellings of you know either you know episode arcs on the TV show or or certain standout episodes. Like I I think one of the ones I had of the GoBots was 
it dealt with when you know i think nick burns gets taken out of i think matt hunter's like swanky ass mansion because i guess he's a super rich astronaut on the cartoon or whatever but i i remember i think the cover of that was like leader one holding you know nick burns in his hands or something like that so it's like there there there, there were litter there was literature about gobots but it, it never you know nobody ever licensed them the, the closest the gobots got the comic books back when I was reading them, is you, you may remember there was some kind of like, I think it was like a Nestle Quick ad, and the GoBots were like coming out of the Nestle Quick because I think they were trying to do something where it was like some kind of promotion. Like if you bought enough boxes of Nestle Quick and got like the winning number or some shit, you'd win, you know, all of Tonka's fucking GoBots or some some crap like that. I can't remember. But anybody who's read comics knows the ad I'm talking about. There's like a big... You know, it's, it was always on, like, the back cover of, like, all kinds of comics and everything. But that's that's the closest they got to comic books. So, in this sense, like, I think for me, one, it was fun to see GoBots done as a comic book. And I think because Shioli plays with all the toys in the toy chest, he, he definitely, uh, like, I'd say I'm not as big a fan of GoBots as I am of Transformers. But I'd say, you know, Justin might laugh at this, but I'd say... I would say I'm a little more of a casual GoBots fan and or, or you, know, you know, maybe just casual level of enjoyment of GoBots. Like, I probably don't have every single character's name memorized. I remember when I sold all my GoBots, I sold them all to Optimus Pot, and I didn't know half their names. You know what I mean? I knew the main characters in the cartoon. So the reason why I think Justin will laugh is because I feel like my level of appreciation and fandom for the GoBots is about on par with Pokemon. It's like, I know all the main characters. I can sit down and watch old episodes and chuckle and enjoy it. I, I dig it when there's new stuff put out. You know, I don't mind revisiting it with, with Justin or you, Mike. You know, I enjoy it a, a great deal. But at the same time, I, I don't think I, I know all the ins and outs of of the franchise. If, if you know, if, if there's somebody, I'm sure there's somebody out there who's way more of a GoBots guru than, than I. You know, oh. but, but well, everyone everyone remembers that episode where Scooter died, and then AJ cried over him and brought him back to life. <laughs> I have a question, and you guys may not even know the answer to it, but why haven't there been any GoBots comics? I mean, over over the years, almost every major property from the '80s has been reimagined or relaunched or re-energized in some way, but there's there's not been anything from GoBots, like not even. A comic like you think someone would want to try and make a few quick bucks off of a GoBots comic, but it hasn't happened till now. Like, do you, do you guys know why? My, I, I I don't know really why. I could hazard a guess though. I mean, my my best guess is that this was owned like this was a Hanna Barbera cartoon property. Like, if if anything, because because they they also made. Centurion made on demand DVDs. And if I recall correctly, I think Centurions had a DC comic series and like Jack Kirby made the designs for it, but I don't think he ever worked on the, the comic series. So I think I think DC had like maybe like four issue miniseries of Centurions and it went absolutely nowhere. So my guess is like 
maybe it's like one of those things, you know how they always tell the story about, you know, they released My Little Pony in the theaters and it didn't do good business. They released Transformers in the theaters. It did worse business. And then Optimus Prime died and all the parents were angry. So by the time it got to them releasing G.I. Joe the movie, which presumably was going to be their big money maker, and they were like saving it for the home run, whereas they should have released that first. Like if, and this is a big if because I don't know, but if GoBots was the G.I. Joe the movie in that equation, I, I think Centurions got done as a licensed comic for DC and probably didn't do good numbers. So I don't think it ever got the opportunity. You know what I mean? Like my, my guess would be, Transformers was at Marvel. They weren't going to shop the GoBots license to Marvel. And since Centurions was at DC, and they, they had other kind of Warner-type comic or cartoon properties or whatever, my guess would be at some point, I bet you it was discussed at DC, but I bet you the numbers on some of these other miniseries, like their licensed tie-in comics, I don't think did as well as Marvel's. You know what I mean? Like they were all probably not as big sellers because they often were just mini series and then they ended. So that, that would be my guess, but it, it's just an educated guess and it has no you know, basis in fact or anything. In, in terms of modern times, I would just say that Hasbro cannot make like a lot of like money basically off the GoBots name because like Hasbro owns the like GoBots concept now, but they do not own the toys and like the likenesses of the characters because those are like what is, is like the uh, Machine Robo or yeah. It's a different company than, like, you know, uh, whoever, you know, all the Transformers toys. So they can't, I don't think they can make new GoBots toys, at least in the likenesses of those characters. Like, they've they've done, like, homages to GoBots and the Transformers lines. Like, you know, Takara did that, like, set of mini-bots way back when, like, the, as, as GoBots characters, like, uh... Bug Bite and Treads and, like, Smallfoot and some of those guys that was, like, you know, recolors of Gears and uh, uh, Bumblebee and, like, uh, Warpath. But um, I don't... I actually... I forgot exactly the, like, the legal entanglements, but they can't make a Leader One that looks like, you know, classic Leader One, so... And uh, they probably just think it, it would probably... Why would we make a competing, transforming robot franchise, like, within... Uh, aside from our primary transforming robot, like, franchise? And, it's... like, the... Well, the the extension of that is that the, there's no need for GoBots media if they can't make, you know, GoBots toys, so... Mm, okay. Yeah, yeah. I, I was just I was just looking it up to confirm it for myself, but I guess the the only recent thing I can think of because I took like I said I'm I'm kind of a casual GoBots fan. I did not purchase any of these, but I saw some of these and they they piqued my interest for about five minutes, and then I, I didn't do very much with it. But like Action Toys, I'm presuming is a Japanese company, and they sell them, of course, as Machine Robo figures. But like. They, they they had, like, Eagle Robo, who was basically, like, Leader One, right? And they had these kind of smaller scale. I think yeah. they might be, like, five or six inches. And then they made, they made like, a deluxe one of of Psykill, basically. And the deluxe one is pretty expensive. It's, like, about 120 bucks, But it's it's probably, like, masterpiece scale Psykill. But the cool thing about it is it's got the, quote-unquote, machine Robo face. But then, like, one of the swap-out faces... Like looks like 
Psykill from the cartoon, and he oh, has yeah, like the five, the five o'clock, o'clock shadow. shadow. Yeah, yeah. So like, like that was something where I saw it and was like, damn, that's you know, to me, like, like that's my casualness is like, damn, that's pretty cool. But then you know, I didn't want to drop like 120 bucks on it, you know. But but that's that that's one of those things where you're like, oh yeah, that'd be sweet to have like you know, Psykill and Skeletor and you know, I don't know, Megatron and whoever else just chilling with each other or something like that. But you know. But but that's kind of you know and then isn't it like they were saying something about like they can't even because on on the I guess this is tying it back to what we're discussing which is the comic series like even on the covers and the way they they designate the GoBot trademark like even on this like they have to have a hyphen between Go and bots like I, I think that's a legal thing too because I think they can't I think they can't actually just use GoBots without a hyphen. That could I don't know because they they have used GoBots mm. like without a hyphen before like in the Transformers line like there was a the 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 uh, predecessor to um uh like the Rescue Bots kind of franchise was called oh, right, like, Transformers right, right. GoBots and like you know they were all like simple toys for like you know a, like the three to five year old range but and then there was um. A Generation Two toy, uh, the the water changing guy named Gobots, like his name oh, was okay. just Gobots, okay. yeah. Like, and then they had that smaller line that became like the Spy Changers later on in Robots in Disguise, but they were called Gobots, like as well. So, but like, yeah, I don't, I don't know. Maybe I, I don't know if that what the deal with the hyphen is. Like, maybe oh. you're right, and but maybe it's just something he you know added like uh Shioli, like did like just uh uh you know on a whim or whatever but anyway like what do you guys think of like how this is reimagined like from you know the the standard like go like the standard gobots mythology is basically kind of similar to transformers i mean they're alien robots from a metal planet um, and they kind of like I think that they they used to be like organics that rebuilt themselves into yeah. like cyborgs. Yeah, and, I mean, you know, I guess I guess if we're if we're getting into the 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 spoilerific aspects of of this miniseries, like that that plays a part in it. But I think I think some of the the mythos that Shioli took from the the Gobots cartoon is like the, I mean, I guess you know, one what I was trying to hint at earlier was I think. And, and and this may be a reason why Justin enjoys this as well, but I think a huge influence on this is Planet of the Apes. Like like it it's just yeah, ridiculous. I can definitely huge. see that. You know, yeah. like like the, the, the first two issues are are reminiscent of um, conquest of the Planet of the Apes to me. You know, the Gobots are all in servitude positions. You know they're they're created as as servants, or or even you know maybe a little bit of the the reimagined Battlestar Galactica. You know human beings have made these these robotic servants as opposed to say you know using uh, you know kind of bipedal apes, right? But the 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 uh, the end result is the same. There's revolution, right? And 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 then you you have this. Uh, I guess, you know, wh- wh- one of these things that makes you do a double take, because when I was reading this in real time, by the time you get to the third issue, you're like, wait a minute, did I miss an issue? And then you're like, oh, no, no, I think he's just doing a time skip and I'll I'll get into it. I'll figure out what's going on when I keep reading it, you know. And, and of course, 
you know, I guess just going into it so I could explain where I'm going with this, like the, the ultimate revolution and or re reveal, I guess, is is that you, you find out that, you know, the, in the time skip, there's a bunch of astronauts that come back on a gobot named Spacey and and they're just wondering, you know, if how they can get back to Earth and much like, you know, Charlton Heston in, in the Planet of the Apes, much like Taylor, they ultimately discover that the center, the core of Gobatron is in fact the planet Earth. And they've been gone so long that, you know, the Gobots are basically ruling and they've made Gobatron, you know, this tiny little satellite at one point that was the Gobatron satellite developed into, you know, this V'ger level planetary crust of of the planet which is basically gobatron and so that that's what you're you know that's what you're discovering and then and then to to make everything line up i guess you know to to to, to make the connections to the origins of the transformers and and to let earth have its own history and be set on its own course there's almost a very you know turn a Gundam-esque aspect to it because they ultimately eject the Earth from Gobatron's core and the astronauts are left to, uh, I guess, reteach mankind again, kind of very much like the reimagined Battlestar Galactica, you know, the, the notion that they discovered Earth, but, you know, n you know we're, we're not quite, uh, you know, on par with them. That happened a good billion years ago and, and you know, we're only now figuring that out and everything. And so I guess the, the point with, with that is because that plays such a a high factor in the influence on this, I, I just say that the, the backstory for the GoBots on the cartoon um, is similar. I mean, in the sense that that they, they were formally organic. The the notion that the, the core was an organic planet and they built the machinery around it is still true of the cartoon. And and they even have like characters that were humans, like that were their creators, or at least you know, like like their versions of like Alpha Trion and stuff was I, I wanna say like the, the good guys, the guardians, their version of Alpha Trion was a guy named the last engineer, and he was kinda like this cable looking dude who I think had like an eye patch and was like, you know, one of their you know, quote unquote, you know, creators or, or you know, uh ancestors or something like that. And then I think the 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 renegades, the bad guys with Psykill, like their ancestor was a guy named the master renegade and like at some point he tried to take over the renegades and like rule them kind of like baltar commanding cylons i guess but anyway it's not that important but but the point is she only used you know uh uh you know flavors of that in telling his own story in this right so that's that that's what i that was my takeaway from it yeah, I, de I definitely got the Planet of the Apes vibe, and uh, like I, I, this is uh, this series was pretty like I guess dark, like yeah. you know you yeah. wouldn't expect it. There was a lot of like very disturbing imagery, like in addition to Planet of the Apes, I also thought of like iRobot, like sorta, like because yeah, they, yeah. they even say like Asimov's laws and yeah. you know, yeah. robots shall not harm humans or whatever and. You know, there in there are some GoBots that are actually like friendly with humans, and like uh, you know, when the GoBots go on a rampage and start like massacring people, it's kind of you know, it's it's very like disturbing. Like, 
Well, I mean, there's there's even like those moments where you know, Psykill is like, why don't you do something, transform? And he's basically manipulating human beings, and he's like, well, why don't you guys fight? And then he or or combine, I think is what he says. Like, why don't you turn into a Gestalt and combine? And then he just like you could see he I mean it's it's pretty subtle, like surely doesn't make it grotesque, but you can tell from the way the panels are co- colored, you know, that, that the panel is all red, you can tell that, that Psychill has smashed two human beings together to make them quote unquote combine, you know, like a combiner. And and, and that does get that does get fairly fairly grisly as far as that goes. I mean, it's funny because because I, I guess now I feel like I'm I'm talking to people that you know, I, I guess when I say people, I mean like maybe listeners of a certain age or whatever. But you've you've got also that, you know, the the rebooted Planet of the Apes trilogy franchise. You know, the Andy Serkis um, Caesar story, right? And 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 that I think gets pretty grim and dark too. And and it makes me think of the direction they originally wanted Caesar to go in after Conquest of the Planet of the Apes, and instead they got Battle of the Planet of the Apes, which. It is a little more of a family-friendly, you know, action battle type thing designed to sell toys. It's a little more Return of the Jedi than, say, you know, Rise of the Planet of the Apes or, you know, uh, you know, War on the Planet of the Apes, like that the reimagined franchise. And and when you when you see like the original drafts they had for for those things, it was talking about how. You know, even Caesar, who you kind of view as like a good upstanding ape per se, right? He's led the revolution. He 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 was the first ape who spoke. He told you know, you know, basically you know, told everybody no and that kind of thing. Like to me, like in in some weird way, it's like it's interesting that they. Well, I guess this gets even more spoilers, but to me, it's interesting that they end up merging Psykill and Leader One at the end, the very very end epilogue of this miniseries, because I feel like there are aspects in Psykill and Leader One that reflect that influence of Caesar. You know, like like the the fact that like Leader One's a good. Um, I, I want to say man, but you know, like he's a good robot, right? He's a good gobot, like you know. But I think I think the death of his human like impacted him, and then I also think like there there's that aspect to him that's very much like Doctor Zaius, where he doesn't want to acknowledge the past of humans and being, you know, the the servitude they had to. Um, basically that that was their origin you know the servitude to humans so like there there's that aspect of you know don't mention earth like don't don't say that like that kind of thing and and but then at the same time it's like he's on this quest to to fight zod and save his people and 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 all this other kind of stuff and 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 you see that with you know the the end result of that you know he 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 teams up with boulder and i i guess for me like like a lot of those things like the the moment where they they talk about the um they they have that character Eno the Dark Angel, which is basically that, that to me like I feel like that's another thing thrown in for me, even though it's not for me, it's for you know, whoever uh, remembers that kind of stuff. But th- that's uh, 
a recolored leader one figure basically and that was the leader yeah, one figure i, I noticed I, that yeah. you know, that, that that was the leader one figure i own so like that that kind of you know tickles me you know like and, and you know and i had boulder and things like that so like those those bits kind of you know just tickle me on that level you know where you're like oh i remember that that's cool you know i it's like i clapped when i saw that color of leader one or whatever you know like that kind of thing um but I was just going to say, like, speaking of, like, sort of, like, the gruesome stuff in Leader One, like, in general, like, I kind of thought it was a nice, like, creepy touch, like, when you see Leader One's, like, corpse at the end, like, his chest is open, and Nick's skeleton is still inside him, like, that, yeah. See, that, that, that's something I thought was interesting, because if you, if you do go by the original cartoon, I'm not, I'm not exactly sure, maybe because... He wanted to do more with Matt Hunter than he did with Nick, and he knew the ultimate fate of Leader One's pilot would be their death. But, you know, traditionally, I mean, AJ would have been paired with Scooter, which is what they did in this book. But Matt traditionally was a pilot. Like, he would have been paired with Leader One, and and Nick Burns would have been paired with turbo but they they kind of you know in, in the first two issues when you're dealing with i guess a, 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 what you're supposed to think is modern day earth you know like, like they they sort of flip that script you know because it's it's nick burns who is i guess the top gun that is you know has has leader one as his gobot you know partner essentially and and turbo is is matt hunter's gobot partner so that's that's kind of like the other way around. I mean, I guess, I guess, you know, in some sense, like as much as it tries to distance itself from transformers, I mean, the notion of, of, of Psykill fighting in gladiator games probably evokes, you know, IDW Megatron to people, I would think. Yeah, how many, how many times like does Psykill show up as like a cameo in transformer yeah. comics only to get like brutally murdered by right, like Megatron right, or right, whoever right, else? Yeah. I have a question since we're talking about like stuff from the original cartoon. Who is Zod? Because in this comic, he's this dinosaur-looking vehicle with wheels, and all the Gobots are afraid of him. And I have no memory of him from oh, the cartoon series. Okay, so Zod was one of the bigger ticket. Well, I, I wouldn't say it's huge, but it, it's one of the bigger ticket Gobot items. It was a motorized toy. It looked exactly like Shioli drew it. I mean, it was it had that navy blue. It had the the yellow eyes and everything. What, what you would do with the toy is if you if, in its would it, uh, eat to- would it eat Gobots like you tried to do in a comic or something? Sort of like okay. the the mouth wasn't big enough to eat Gobots. Like in the in the cartoon, the notion was it was gonna devour Gobots, right? And 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 Zod was like. Zod is to Trypticon as Cycle is to Galvatron, basically. Like that's that's the level of threat that it was. And so, like in the cartoon, they'd be in like a junkyard or something like that, and then they'd be trapped, and 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 Zod would come out. And the notion was because the way the toy was set up is you had a red button, and the button was on his underbelly, and it was on the top, like where. The, the back of his, I guess, tail was. And so the notion was when you pressed the button, the the toy would 
it's it's hard to describe, but basically it had a it had a motion where the front of the toy would move forward and hit the floor and then snap up and then the wheels would move and and so it it would do this kind of um, duck build motion and move forward. But the the idea was your 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 tiny you know whatever it was two or three inch GoBot if it was in the path of this motorized Tonka monstrosity, it would get crushed by Zod. But it came with this little red thing, which is like the laser lance in the story. And and the the idea was if a you know if a GoBot you know was able to uh pierce his underbelly, basically flip the button in the reverse direction, that kind of crushing erratic duck build kind of humping motion or whatever that the toy did like that would that would stop and then you basically have rendered zod immobile right like at that point if you touch that button then it was like oh you know like much like trypticon needing tons of energon you know that was his achilles heel right like like if you managed to hit zod's underbelly then then you've you've saved the day essentially and so that that's that's what happens in the like the first five episode arc like leader one i think gets stuck and they they dump him into like I, I want to say it was like some kind of junkyard or something like that. And basically he has to pull like, you know, a Rodimus Prime on the planet Goo. You know, he has to like, you know, almost get eaten to like hit his underbelly and, and stop Zod from going on a rampage, basically. But they, they, they made it in here like it was this, I don't know, like Moby Dick white whale of a thing <laughs> that he had to go, you know, hunt down. So, I mean, they, they made it uh, probably more epic than than the the uh, Hanna-Barbera cartoon ever did, but but to me, Zod was always supposed to be uh, super bad news. It was like, you know, seeing uh, uh, Imperial Walker. It was like seeing Trypticon. It was like if you, you know, uh, I don't know, I'm trying to think of other things, Galactus, you know, like like whatever. Like, it was supposed to be a big deal. Okay. Yeah, if you kneeled before Zod, you'd probably just get run over or eaten. Yeah, like like Zod Zod basically made this like crushing humping motion that would you know I mean I mean you you know what's funny or about pumped. it too th- what's funny about it too is if your finger got caught in that oh man that would fucking hurt dude like like <laughs> the, the way it snapped it went because it went it went up slow like it was like but when it snapped down it was like and it just you know it it fucking just like if, if, if you, you know, because like, I, I think, I don't know if it was like some kind of pain test or whatever, but it's like sometimes if you weren't paying attention, you're just like, ow, fuck, like that hurt my hand. But like, yeah, that's, that, that's basically what, what Zod was all about. Kneel before Zod! So Justin kind of mentioned it, but like I, I liked, like Road Ranger was one of my like personal like GoBots that I owned. So like mm. I always liked him. So I liked his, like, reimagining as, like, sort of, like, a lone, like, hero who was, like, you know, a legend or whatever. And, like, what, like, what, at the end of this, like, series, like, like, Derek mentioned how Psykill and Leader One get basically, like, rebuilt into Starscream. And then it says Road Ranger and Bug Bite basically hint that they will create, like, like, successors, like, or, like, you know, offspring, and like Road Ranger is obviously supposed to like you know give birth to like Optimus Prime and Bug Bite like will give birth to Bumblebee basically. So like, 
like Justin, you kind of hinted that you were kind of like, you know, I don't know about this. Like, what what did you think of like the ending that hinted like at all that? I I kind of thought it was a bit too much. Like this, I mean, it goes without saying, but this series is weird, you guys. And <laughs> like like Derek mentioned, like when Derek when you got the issue three, you were like, did I miss something? I had the mm. exact same feeling because the first two issues, it's like, you know. Here's the GoBots. We're establishing them. Here are the rules. And now you've got good guys and bad guys, and they're fighting on Earth, and there's a revolution and stuff. Those are the first two issues. And then there's a time skip, and now it's like Leader One's a tyrant, and Psykill is still off, you know, doing bad stuff. And I'm like, oh, okay. So you kind of, you're going with a kind of a different premise here now. And I don't know exactly who to root for because. It takes a while for Turbo and Scooter to show up. Those last three issues, it's just they're doing their own GoBot stuff. I guess it's like they're doing, you know, GoBot lore where you've got like the, you know, their their base. Like I remember that toy, and then oh, you've the, got the, the command center. Yeah, yeah, the command center. Like I was like, oh, I remember that. A buddy of mine had that. And then the Zod thing. I'm like, okay, and the Laser Lancer, or whatever. I'm like, okay, this must be all GoBot lore that I just don't remember or have no knowledge of. So they're just going off in their own direction they're honoring gobot lore and stuff but then that last issue i was like huh uh okay i mean i saw the optimus prime and bumblebee influences i mean it was it basically hit you over the head because uh dude said transforming her all out and i was like oh, okay i get it and he, he's a semi and he looks kind of like he's got optimus prime's colors and whatnot but then it's like oh we we created all these little Cybertrons and Gobatrons, and we're going to send them out into the universe. And here's Starscream. He's actually this. These two characters t- combined into one. I was like, uh, uh, I think you went a little bit too far with this. I, I don't know. You know what I would like to see, to be honest, to maybe like alleviate some of these like doubts that I have about that last issue. They should do some kind of like Transformers versus Gobot comic where like some incarnation of the transformers and you know I, I don't care what incarnation it can be like the old marvel continuity it can be like the old previous idw continuity that we used to know and love whatever like they meet the gobots established in this series and they're like what you guys are our like parents grandparents great 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 grandparents like we don't buy that and they're gonna fight or whatever but um but yeah, I, I don't know. I think I think all those revelations were a, a, a bit too much for me at the end. I don't I, know. I think, I think I think I was I was probably initially like, "What the crap!" Like when I when I read all that. But I, I I'm I'm thinking like one like if if it's consistent with Shioli like the to me I think I'm comfortable with the notion that the the many robotic worlds that they create, one of those is the Cybertron that ends up in Shioli's G.I. Joe versus Transformers. And, like, I'm fine with, like, you know, with, like, the, the whole, you know, Fortress Maximus and Scorponok French kissing being the result of the GoBots. You know what I mean? Like, like that's... I, I think I think I think that works for me. I think if I if I if I really have to nail it down, like and and then the other thing that I'll share, which is is kind of a funny story, but so 
I had the leader one with the, the special color scheme as the standard size, you know, the kind of three inch, whatever it was, GoBot, right? I didn't have very many what they'd call super GoBots. And these were the ones that were kind of like, you know, I don't know, like maybe seven inches, six inches, something. They're, they're, they were taller, right? And they, they cost more money and they were kind of tantamount to like, you know, a Hasbro Transformer, essentially, like that kind of scale. And I think one of the few Super GoBots I had was Leader One in his original colors. And what I ended up doing to it, and, and, and perhaps this speaks to Shioli's, you know, childlike imagination and wonder and the ultimate end result, but what I ended up doing with it, and, you know, who knows, maybe I'm like clairvoyant or some shit, but I didn't have a Starscream figure. And I needed a Starscream figure, so I totally, like, Mart's tomato soup that shit, and, and I, I got, like, you know, red tester's paint and yellow tester's paint and blue tester's paint, and I, I put it all over this Super GoBot Leader 1, and for a long time, that Super GoBot Leader 1 that was shoddily painted, that that was my Starscream. So... So, I, as far as that being, like, Super Cray Cray, like, I, I think in the back of my you know, in, in the back of my recesses, you know, in, in my, my Cro-Magnon brain or whatever, like that, that kind of seems fitting in a weird way, but, but I mean, okay. but, but, but I mean, that's with the, that's with the, the caveat that I think this is all, you know, some kind of alternate Transformers universe, which is the, you know, the Shioli Transformers universe. Like, I, I, I don't think there's any need to say that, like, you know, I don't know, the, the, the Sunbow G1 cartoon or, or, or the IDW series or, you know, any of that stuff is directly tied to this version of the GoBots. Derek, how much did you pay Shealy to write this? <laughs> <laughs> I wish, I wish I had the money to commission people to write <laughs> stories for me, but, but sadly I do not. I, I guess I was overthinking it. I mean, what you say kind of makes sense, but I was like, okay, so if they, if this is how Cybertron was created, what about like Primus and Unicron? Like, how did they come into that? And then I went into like the whole Shazam that way lies madness. I was like, nope, I don't, I ain't buying this. You know, you know, and I, I think also it's that notion of like with the with the Gobot Command Center, like, and looking at what what this toy actually says. You know, he points out like, and this was stuff that was written on the the Tonka toy, the Command Center. There was an alien detention center, and that was where you put, like, the renegades, the bad guys were in prison. There was an enemy reprogramming center. And, like, when you're a kid, you're just like, oh, yeah, that's fine. And, and But, of course, now, w when you're an adult living in, you know, 2019 when this came out and 2020, you're like, hey, now, like, reprogramming? Like, <laughs> and your, you know, your senses yes. go up and go, what? And there's a GoBot dematerializer? Like, what? Like, so basically, you're, like, sitting there going, like, like, oh, look at all this this crazy stuff, right? That that is, you know, that that is in this this playset. And and I think I think the reason why he, I you know, I, I had faith in it, even though I was like, what? Wait, did I miss an issue? And and I think the reason why the story had to be structured that way is because the the big reveal is not so much that you know that that they're on earth per se but i think also the big character reveal in this in that issue is that turbo thinks that scooter 
was reprogrammed and and it didn't go well and that that's why he's all crazy and 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 he went crazy because leader one made him kill his partner aj right and and that's just driven him mad but in reality when when he finally sees the the tape of what happened during the reprogramming session like he felt guilty about it but he felt guilty that he wanted to be repro like he wanted to lose his memory and his guilt of that you know the 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 consequences of what he did so he purposely asked to be reprogrammed and turbo interrupted that and that interruption is actually what drove him crazy you know so it's like it's like there's there's twists to what you know what they've thought all these many years and i think if you had just i i don't know like basically if if you had done it linearly if you didn't have the time skip you couldn't you couldn't have that reveal because that would have been revealed in real time and it wouldn't have been a surprise i guess so like that's i i I think that's the purpose of it like you know whether that you know to some people doesn't work like that 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 may be a fair criticism but i I think that's that's why basically yeah that makes sense yeah yeah. i guess there's like a lot of little mini nods in this like like the 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 first two issues like we've described you know take place in a certain time frame and and there's a point where you know psykill soundly defeats turbo but there's this fun little moment, which again, I, I was surprised that the TF Wiki didn't figure this out, or or whatever Gobot Wiki it's redirected to, because they they seem to get all the other nods, and they even made up, in my opinion, a nod, which I don't think is a real nod. But um, but but in Gobots too, like Turbo is in the sewer, and it's it's definitely an homage to. The, what the uncanny x-men what is it like 133 or 134 you know where wolverine gets you know smacked by leyland into the, the the sewer and everything and he's covered in mud and that that was that was basically the the turnaround point for the the moment when wolverine's fan aura went into high gear basically like that was the big moment where everybody decided he was the coolest ever and so they they i think possibly shioli thinks turbo is maybe the coolest gobot because he gives him that that wolverine moment you know he's he's kind of posed like that in the sewer and everything like that there was i don't know if you guys ever own this but for me this was a standout when they when they have everyone in the detention center on the command center there is a um a Simon game from Milton Bradley, and it has like the red, the blue, the yellow. And the <laughs> yeah, green. I noticed that. That and was funny. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. So, so I, I remember I owned one of those, and and I, I think I had like a mini version. I didn't have like the big giant version like that he has, where there are big pads that you could hit with your hands. But I remember I had like a mini version where it was like you. It was almost like you know. Forgive me, people who are super into video games and 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 are like we're all played with. It's like I'm a I'm a crow magnet or whatever. But it was like there was a Simon game. It was like a handheld Game Boy. But all you did was basically try to repeat the sequence of colors as they came up. So it'd be like ye- yellow, 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 blue, green, red, and then you'd go you know and that's basically what you did with the game. So like that's that's what these astronauts are trying to do to free their 
their partner Spacey or whatever. You know, they're trying to replicate the the color scheme or whatever. I guess there there's a like the way they they pose Road Ranger in the third issue. Like that's supposed to be a nod to uh, the uh, the Rob Liefeld Heroes Reborn Captain America. I don't know if you guys caught that. Oh yeah, like with his chest like jutting yeah, out. Yeah, yeah, all, all puffed out and everything. That's supposed to be like the 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 Rob Liefeld cap or whatever. So are, are you gonna redraw Road Ranger but naked then? I, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Maybe maybe like there's a little show the, the horrible anatomy errors. <laughs> right, right, right. Exactly. <laughs> so um, there's that, and um, there is like there there's a nod to the film The Warriors when Psychill is is telling the Guardians to come out and play. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I got you. You know, there's that. I I owned the only reason why this guy stands out to me is because I owned him. One of the GoBots was an actual digital working wristwatch. So like you had this wristwatch, but then if you took the the front face that told time off the the wrist strap, you could you know basically it was kind of like like Rumble or something from Transformers. You could flip out like the arms and legs and everything. And um, there's a character in this. Uh, called TikTok, and you'll notice like he's the one that like is always like saying like oh I need more time or something like that in this in this miniseries. So I, I don't know if that, but to me that like stood out like you know like so because um, that was again I, I guess I I just focused on like a lot of the the characters that had like memories for me and everything like that. Um, and, and then and then when they focus on like the power suits, like I, I own those power suits and everything. So that that was their version of a you know a devastator, a combiner, except for there there was one main uh, you know kind of leader suit that was just a ship. And then the gobots, you could put them in these little power suits, and the power suits were like the limbs. So you would have like, you know, Leader One and Scooter and yeah, I Small remember and that. Everything they they get into those suits and they they make a a uh, kind of giant robot or whatever and and like I think it was like his name was like Courageous or something like that and so like that's uh, I guess in this version he's more kind of like this I don't know mythical figure or something like he, he's seen Leader One sees him in like a a seance or something like that, or a, a vision quest, I guess, you know, when he's off hunting for Zod, you know, so there's that. Um, in the in the fourth issue, they they come across, like, a whole cachet of, of the monster go-bots, and, like, the monster go-bots, I feel like, to me, I mean, I could be misremembering, but I feel like the monster go-bots were a pretty big deal, because they, they were kind of equivalent on the, the Hanna-Barbera GoBot show, like, they, they were the next new hot thing on that show. So, like, the monster GoBots were kind of like the Dinobots and the Insecticons, almost, whereas, like, the, the, the power suits were like the Constructicons, you know? Like, that in, in terms of, of newness and importance and all that stuff to the series. And, and the monster bots typically were allied with the Renegades. So, like, in, in the first issue when there, there's a character from the cartoon and he was, he was like the, the, the Baltar of GoBots and his name was Professor Braxis. And like, he was voiced by, um, the late, um, Rene Abergenois. Like, so, so he had like that kind of 
Dasad from Superpowers voice, where he'd be like, you know, I hate Cobots, or you know, how, however that sounds, right? And 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 so Braxis was a pretty big character. He was basically like he was the Doctor Archibald of Gobots, right? Like, and and so so he would. He, he he basically worked for NASA with Matt Hunter or something, but then he, he kind of turned traitor and, and basically led the renegades to Earth. And, and he had this whole kind of, uh, you know, Lex Luthor, ruler of Australia deal going on with Psykill, where it's like, but, but you're going to let me rule Earth when you're done with it, right? And, and you know, eventually, you know, Psykill was like, what? let you be in charge, you fool, you know, or whatever. But, like, at the time, he thought he was going to get a good good deal out of the whole thing. But I guess the point is, in this, in the first issue, Professor Braxis is an actual college professor, and AJ's going to class, and he gives this seminar on the GoBots. And then later, it gets kind of creepy, because you, you say how the series gets dark, and it's, like, subtly dark, but, but it does get creepy, right? Because later he invites AJ back to his place, which, creepy as it is, right? Because you're like, hey, now, <laughs> you know, Spider-Sense, warning, danger, danger, AJ Robinson, or whatever. Don't go back to his plant pad with him. And creepy old man. But, but um, so, so she goes back, and, and, then, and then it's like, I've got a GoBot, too. And when she goes downstairs... One of the GoBots down there is a monster GoBot named Vamp. So, like, they're, 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 but basically, it, by the time you get to the time skip, Braxis is one of the only characters that's still alive from that time skip. And it's because the, the Vamp monster bot has uh, preserved him in some kind of, you know, I don't know, uh, uh, Star Wars back to tank or whatever, like in its chest. And, and when you look at, at, Braxis, he looks like the demonic form of Anton Arcane from Swamp Thing, like the the Bernie Wrightson designed Anton Arcane, where he's all kind of lumbering and he's got like the bald, almost like Toxic Avenger looking head with the misshapen eye and all that stuff. And so, like that was definitely a a nod, I think, to to Bernie Wrightson and Swamp Thing there. And then, like some of the cool things too is, uh, it, I guess, like kind of like leader one having the two toys with the different paint schemes. Like when the, b before the time skip in GoBots one and two, Crasher has her original toy color scheme. And then when you get to the time skip, then she's got like the, the cartoon and, and second toy color scheme, which is like the one that most people are familiar with, like the black and orange color scheme. But then in the, in the first couple issues, She's got kind of like this, she looks a little more like Mirage, like it's, it's kind of like white and I think green and has some light blues, you know, and stuff like that. So, but um, that, 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 you know, those are things that I sort of noticed that they, in the wiki, they try to say that, like, I think in the third issue when Leader One's standing on top of the command center and there's a lightning bolt in the background, like, I, I don't know, like they try to say it's like a, Dark Knight Returns nod, which doesn't make any sense to me. I mean, if you were going to make any Batman illusion, I mean, it looks like, I don't know, it, lo it looks kind of like the opening to Batman the Animated Series a little bit, but I think both those are kind of stretches. Um, there is a real Dark Knight Returns nod at the end of issue five when the, the astronauts decide to stay uh, behind on Earth and, oh, and yeah. teach all the 
sort of, I guess, proto-humans or whatever that are on the planet. And and they, you know, one of them kneels down and is pointing at the maps and everything and says, this will be a good life. And that's basically, you know, the, the end of The Dark Knight Returns. You know, this will be a good life, you know. And and that's something that's, that's a to me, a legit nod as opposed to some of the things that they mention in, in that um, wiki or whatever. But um, as far as Batman nods go... Um, and and I, I I don't know I I was just kind of going through all my little notes and things but th- that's pretty much w- what I have of things that like stood out to me personally like, I guess Shioli like kind of like you know was pretty liberal in the uh, you know classic eighties comics nods and Transformers versus GI Joe too so like none none of that is like surprising but like it's it's cool like you know. And, you know, as knowledgeable as we are, it's like, it's cool to, you know, like, I get that. Like, yeah, basically, yeah. like, yeah. Yeah, I mean, like, I, I really enjoyed this series. Uh, I, I'm not, a, I, I'm, I, I probably have even a less level of GoBots knowledge than you do, Derek. And, like, I, I mean, and I watched it as a kid, but I just, you know, I, I kind of, I liked it, but eventually Transformers kind of overtook it. And I always suspected that GoBots wasn't as successful as Transformers just because I felt like all the character names were bad, like, or lame. Like, I felt like their naming, like, conventions were, like, stupid. Like, mm-hmm. I, I, I well, don't they, know. Well, like, they, they had a bit more, like, uh, uh, not, not to insult um, people that think this art is baby shit, but I, I felt like they had more, like, Masters of the Universe naming conventions. Yeah. GoBots. You know, you know, well, you know me, and I hate like people who have like hyphens like in their yeah, names yeah. or whatever. So it's like you know, Spacey and like, right. you know, whoever. Well, I mean, he was a hyphen, but it's like you know, Fitor. You know, basically, yeah, like, yeah. I mean, he could he could easily be a Masters of the Universe character, yeah. but he's a GoBot, right? Like you know, screw some screw of them. Ed, screw you know? Ed. Fellow renegades, today we shall destroy the Guardians once and for all. Oh yeah, Screwhead gonna whip all the butt. Screwhead a mean little GoBot, got a big old screw on his head. Screwhead gonna be like pow pow, smack pow pow, knocking good guys down. They all be like, who are you? And I'll be like, Screwhead. All right. Some of them are just like bad puns, like good night and you know. Right, right. Else, like. At least uh, there's no move or Mike. Mo, mo- yeah, move or yep, nope. So I, I, do have, I do have one question that I couldn't figure out. And I know, I know this is a nod to something and I can't figure out if it's like John Wick or John Woo or so, something that I'm just not putting together, but it looks super familiar to me, but weird because it's within the context of GoBots. Um, so in the fifth issue, if you, if you look at the fifth page, not counting like the cover and the, the, and Dicea and all that other stuff. There, there's basically turbos like crashing through the command center to take on like Psykill because they've taken over the command center, and he he's basically on his back but using his wheels to roll through and from the bottom of the command center, and he's double fisting like two guns and like shooting people off the planks like. I know that's a nod to like something, but like I'm not exactly sure what. Like, does that does that seem familiar to anybody else? Yeah, it does. It did seem like something I had seen before. Like, 
I almost thought it was like some kind of weird like John Wick thing. Yeah, that, I, I don't I don't know what. Like I I was like, is it a John Woo thing? Is it a John Wick thing? Like I I don't know, but it feels like it's something like that I should recognize. Like maybe someone was like on a like you know dolly or something on their back and rolling through something and shooting yeah, a bunch yeah, of some, like something. there's got to be an action yeah. scene that's like that. Yeah. Did they? I don't. These issues didn't have like the usual like a- annotated like back like matter, did they? Like you know, like Transformers versus like GI Joe did. Like not that I know. Of. Yeah, because that w- that would have been extremely helpful. Like, I wonder if there's anything like that in the um, the trade. Hmm. Um, one kind of nod you've maybe missed, Derek. I don't know. Is like in the fifth issue. There's a uh, homage to the final episode of Mash where they spell out goodbye in rocks. Oh. You catch that? No, no. Uh, I should. Okay. I should probably. I should probably. I should probably tell Rob Kelly. Yeah. I'm like Rob Kelly, go bots. So, fa- like, famously in the final episode of Mash, like Hawkeye is trying to like get the heck out of uh, Korea, and he tries to leave without saying goodbye to anyone, and it upsets BJ. And then when BJ finally leaves, like they've spelled out goodbye in rocks, and it's it's like a, a infamous shot, like even in all of like television, like just the helicopter taking off and you see goodbye spelled out in rocks. Nice, yeah, yeah. No, I I would have missed that. That's cool. Like I mean, just just the the very nature of how uh, Shioli does things. It's like there's so it's every like you said, Derek. Every issue is like so dense and like you know there's no like breezing through this and like even if you do is you're gonna miss things like inevitably yeah i mean i mean for me i think i think my my favorite parts of this were seeing leader one seeing him you know talk with his i don't know spiritual you know alternate colored scheme toy and then seeing like i mean i i do i mean as much as as much as we had fun, you know, making fun of the Rock Lords movie. I mean, I do have a soft spot for for Boulder and those guys. So like, it was cool that like they they, you know, he didn't he didn't forget about them. You know, which I don't think Shieldy would, but I I just think it's cool that all the main players were were definitely covered and things that I had a lot of fond memories of were in there i mean i suppose i suppose you could yell and scream that there were no rock gnarlies in this but you know i'm I'm okay i'm good yeah so any final thoughts on this like i think i've said all i wanted to say uh the last thing i can think of is i i feel like when they have the the funeral for leader one i feel like like Smallfoot like was like the the uh the woman behind the man or something in that like i don't know like there's there's a line she has and i was just kind of like oh like uh, here let me see if i can find it oh yeah yeah here it is it's it's in the last part of issue four where he sees nick burns as he's going off to like go about heaven or whatever it is but like this so they're they, they're carrying him and everything and then so everybody says something you know so like they're, they're like his moods were dark he was quick to anger I owed him my life, and he never let me forget it. He was like a son to me. I'm as much to blame for his sins. But what Smallfoot says is, he was a difficult go-bot. I was true to him. And I was just like, oh. <laughs> I was like, I don't know. Oh. That was just a funny, that was a funny moment for me. 
but yeah, yeah. I you know I I enjoyed reading this. I'm I'm glad Justin got a kick out of it. I mean, and and I I guess for final thoughts to any haters, like fuck you haters. Like this is awesome. Talking about like Smallfoot, like they did they did keep Crasher as thirsty for Turbo as she was in the cartoon oh, yeah. too. Yeah, yeah, so. yeah. That's very true. Like they they pretty much get together at the end of this. Like that. I mean that that even that that relationship trumps like their natural inclination to have like renegade fight guardian, you know, because by, by the time Psykill and, and leader one are out of the equation, they're just like, do we really need to be fighting when we should be fucking like, I don't think so. Well, despite having like little working knowledge of GoBots and thinking the final outcome of this is a little wacky. Like I really did enjoy this. Yeah, it's just like a kid playing with his toys, like in a sandbox. Like I, that's why I like his writing and his art style. Basically, like it's, you know, pure imagination. But yeah, well, I mean, I guess that's it then. Like, this is the end of uh, GoBots Tuesdays. Uh, Derek, why don't you do our usual uh, thing and tell us where where they can find more episodes of GoBots Tuesdays. <laughs> For the backlog of episodes, uh, you can check those out on fanholespodcast.blogspot.com. If you have any other questions and or concerns, if you're like, what the hell happened to Transformers Tuesdays? Got replaced by GoBots Tuesdays. It doesn't even alliterate. Like, you can send us angry emails at fanholespodcast.gmail.com. We're on all kinds of social media. We're on Tumblr, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. We're on Apple Podcasts. We're on Stitcher Radio, Google Play, Spotify, so you can stream us there. And we certainly appreciate all the feedback, the likes, the shares, the 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 on the down low IMs that tell us cool things about the episode and stuff. Uh, so yeah, we we appreciate all that stuff. So until the next time, I guess. Till the next time, I have uh, the finest artisans iron out all the imperfections in my face every night. This is Derek, Derek WC. I, I, I refuse to be written, and I'm, I'm not licking anybody's boot, uh, no matter how, how <laughs> much they uh, stick their tire in their face. And this is Justin, signing off. Go bots forever! Like they really abuse Scooter in this. Like, well, like, Scooter, it's like stick your tongue out, Scooter, and taste my treads. Like, Sco- Scooter's, I feel bad, but Scooter's kind of a pushover. You know? Yeah, it's true. But like, like I, I think I said before we were talking, it's like I feel like that scene where Psykill like rides him is like He's almost akin to like, him. like yes. yeah, prison rape or something. It certainly like looks like that. I think. Killing Alfred, not getting married, and having him like smack Damien was like the three things that turned everyone against him on that run. Because no, that's... but no, but he he wasn't punching Damien; he was communicating with his fists. <laughs> they have a special code that when yeah, he punches tr- his son in the face, then try, Damien... try saying try saying that in court next time you like get in trouble. Like I was just communicating my anger with with him through my fists. Like, come on. It's cool. Don't send me to jail. Work for the Batman, right? Well, when they announce Mach 1, no one will cheer for him, so... Yeah. He'll be like, who's that? Mach 1. Cricket, cricket. Yeah, Minimized Iron Man. Whoa! Isn't that gonna be... 
they're going to be like, uh, remember that beetle guy that you guys wanted? Well, this is also him. Just make a bunch of venomized characters. Yeah, there's there's a whole wave and line I can skip. Sorry, he's got this, got this. It's Captain America, but he's venom. I think that's one of the Batman, but he laughs. (laughs) But he laughs.